This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, we're going to finish up our series on a fight to the finish. We're talking about the armor of God. Now, the first few Sundays, we've, we've been looking at the strategies. We've talked about the strategies that the enemy, some of them, that he uses to try to gain the advantage over us and how we're to wage warfare. And today we're going to look more specifically at the pieces of armor and how to use them. First Peter 5, 8, he said this, he said, be clear-minded and alert. Your opponent, the devil. Remember who your opponent is. It's not people. It's not the government. <laughs> it's the devil. Is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Well, I've got news for him. He's not going to devour at my house. How about you? He's going to have to keep on looking. Uh, in Ephesians 6.10, I want to read it from the message. He says it this way. He says, so take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to use so that you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. Like that. Amen. So I want to talk today about the, the, the pieces of the armor of God. And, and let me just say this. Turn to Romans 12. And I want to just say a couple of things about the renewing of our mind because the armor of God is put on by faith. And until we get our mind renewed, it is impossible to put on and keep on the armor of God. Because it's put on by faith. And how does faith come? In hearing what? So you've got to know what the Word of God says about the armor of God to be able to put it on. So you've got to see because it's by faith that all of this works. God's a faith God, isn't he? He said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Well, without faith, it's impossible for us to put on and maintain the armor of God in our lives. Now, notice what he says here. I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but just Romans 12, I want to remind you. Verse 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But you know, the pattern of this world is, is that we, we, we think people are our problems, don't we? We look at people, we look at circumstances, we look at this, we look at things that, that are tangible in the natural. If we're conformed to the worldly pattern and we think they're our problem or this is my problem. If, you know, if I'd been, you know, if I'd been in a different family or if I'd had better opportunities or whatever it might be, that's the pattern of this world's thinking. But notice what he says here. He says, <clears throat> In Romans 12 there, he says, this, he said, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. In this case, we'll be able to test and approve God's armor in our life. Amen? Remember the reason David, remember the story about David and Goliath? And Saul offered him his armor? And David put it on, but the reason he didn't use it, he said this. He said, I have not proven it yet. 
Wasn't anything, wasn't that there was something wrong with the armor? He just said, go back and read. He said, I haven't proven it yet. But now the sling, slingshot and the rocks, he had proven, hadn't he? <laughs> he said, I killed the lion, the bear. I know why this works. And so we need to prove, he said, what the, the will of God is. He said, what is good, pleasing, and perfect will. And this is his will. What? That having done all to stand, we stand with the armor of God against every strategy of the enemy. God wants us to be victorious in every battle. It's not win some, lose some. You know, we're not looking for a good batting average here. Because, you know, this, the battle, many of the battles we're in, they're life and death, aren't they? It's not about winning, win some, lose some. It's about winning in life every time when we use the armor of God. All right, let's, let's turn over to Ephesians 6 now. I quoted part of a verse from the message, but let's turn over there because I'm going to refer to that this morning as we go along. Ephesians 6.10, he said, Be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God that you can stand against the devil's schemes. Or as the message says, against anything the devil might throw your way. And he will throw some stuff your way, won't he? You say, how do I know when it's the devil? Well, if it kills, if it steals, if it destroys, it's the devil. That's what Jesus said. So he's always the smartest person in the room, so we're just going to go with what he says. Amen? Yeah, but I think that's where we get in trouble sometimes, isn't it? Sometimes my thinking is not always clear. This is why we need this, isn't that right? God's Word will clear up clouded thinking. <laughs> Amen. So the armor is put on by faith. So he talks about the different pieces of armor. He talks about our loins girt about with truth. With truth. Hosea 4, 6 says this. He said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Isn't that right? And then in John 8, 31, I'm going to read that one. Notice what Jesus says here. John 8, 31. <clears throat> he said, to the Jews who believed on him, he said, if you hold to and continue in my teachings, then you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Anything that binds us, Anything that, that debilitates our life, spirit, soul, body, our family, financially, mentally, in any way that debilitates that, that's bondage. Are you listening? That's bondage. And he says, if you will continue in his word, so he talks about part of the armor is our loins are girt about with truth. That's also where, you know, the reproductive in the natural, that's where the reproductive part is. How are we going to reproduce is what? Is in according to the truth and the knowledge that we walk in. I can't walk in a lie and produce truth. I have to walk in truth to produce the fruit of truth, don't I? And he says that we can be destroyed because what? We have a lack of knowledge. And see, God does, that's why He gave us His Word, gave us the Holy Spirit. He said, why? So that we would not be ignorant. Yeah. 
And he said this about his truth, the, the, our Lawrence girt about with truth. He said, you have to not only hear it, but you have to what? Continually hear it. Amen. How many of you uh, have a, a J-O-B that you work at? Okay, does that, whatever it is, whether it's in an office or whether you're, you're, you're out manufacturing or, or some other job, how many of you know you've got to have some level of strength to do that? Isn't that right? Well, could you do your job week in and week out eating one meal a week? Really? Well, why not? You ate. But see, we think that's true. We come on Sunday morning. And we get fed, and we think, okay, I'm good till next Sunday. <laughs> Hello? Not. Are you listening? Yes. See, just like you expend natural energy and burn calories, and they have to be replaced, if they're not replaced, then the, the energy level and the strength in your body is diminished. Now, in spiritual things, if we don't keep our level of feeding ourselves with God's Word, yet we're, ex we're using our faith against the enemy for prayer, for different things like that, that faith energy is also being expended. And it needs to be replenished. That's why he said, you've got to continue in it. So I'm glad you're here this morning, but this is not enough. You need to be feeding yourself daily. Are you listening? Otherwise, when the enemy comes, this part of your armor is going to be deficient. And not only that, we talked about the devil. He is the father of lies, isn't he? So if you don't continue in the truth and are solid in the truth, his propaganda will deceive you. He'll begin to tell you, rather than God's word telling you, how God is. What God will do and what God won't do. How, what God thinks about you. Well, I don't want somebody else's opinion about, what some, who, who, you know, about how God thinks about me. I want to go straight to God and find out what he says what he thinks about me. The Bible says, God says, I know the thoughts I think about you. He said, they're thoughts to do you good. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I know good when I see it. Isn't that right? See, but the devil's propaganda will try to tell you that what's bad, that's really good. Come on. But see, when you know the truth, what did he say it will do? Set you free. Because the lie is the big thing, the big thing the enemy uses. He will always come at you with the lie. Circumstances, life happens, and then immediately following it comes the big lie. You've had it now. You're going under. You're going to die. You're not going to make it. You're going to lose everything. The lie always follows. But thank God, when our loins are girt up with truth, we know this, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loved me and gave himself for me.
Praise be unto God, Jesus ever lives to make intercession for me. And if while I was a sinner, God gave his best, how much more now that I'm his child, will he not give me everything? The breastplate of righteousness. We're talking about the pieces of the armor. The breastplate of righteousness. It covers our most vital area, the breastplate, which is what? Is our heart, our lungs, where we breathe, where we live, that pumps the blood. We know this from, uh, let's look over in Proverbs 4. Let's look over there for a moment. We guard with the breastplate of righteousness. We need to know what God has done for us. That now that I have put my faith in Christ Jesus, that He has given me His breastplate of righteousness, His robe of righteousness, I'm clothed, I'm in right standing with God, there is no condemnation, there is no guilt, there is no more judgment, God's not mad at me, God's got upset with me, God's not waiting for me to reach the bar. I've been made righteous by faith in Jesus Christ. Now why is that so important? Look right here. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Don't let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, your spirit, your innermost being. For they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 35, said that out of the abundance of the heart, a man brings forth the fruit in his life, whether evil or good. So the breastplate of righteousness, what does it do? It guards my heart. From the lies of the enemy, from the guilt and the condemnation that he would try to bring on me. I put on that breastplate of righteousness when temptation comes and tries to, 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 to come in and find a place to grip me and pull me aside or pull me astray. I've got on the breastplate of righteousness. I have been made righteous. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me. The, God's righteous uh, breastplate is covering me, and the enemy comes, but he finds no place in my heart. My heart is God's and God's alone. My heart is for God. I'm following after God. I'm going God's way all the time. If it hair lips the devil, I'm going after God. Isn't that right? He said, put on the, that, that breastplate, because all the issues of life, Jesus said, originate in the heart. Yeah. All the answers that are needed for your life, they're going to originate in your heart by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Are you listening? See, sometimes we think, man, I've got to get way up there where God is and get the answer. But God's not just way up there in heaven. God's also what? Living in us. Didn't he say that we are the temple? He said, I will live in them. Isn't that what he said? So God's address is whatever your address is. Isn't that right? He's in you. So out of the heart, he said, oh, see, that's why you want to guard it. That's why the enemy wants to, to, to gain access 
to, to your innermost being. He wants to begin to plant all these thoughts, you know. Well, God, does God really love you? Man, you know, those people at Passion Church, they don't care about you. They don't love. He, what is he trying to do? Get in and penetrate past that breastplate and begin to sow his seed of doubt, unforgiveness, bitterness, hurt, all that kind of stuff. You know, he won't say, why? Because he knows the next thing you're going to do. You can always tell when your, your, your breastplate of righteousness is down because that infection comes out your mouth. Well, I'll tell you. I know, you know, you know it's always, the, I know, you know, God said, but. James said, a double-minded man or a fountain that tries to give out salt water and fresh water is an oddity of life, <laughs> to say the least, isn't it? He said, that, that man won't get anything. So we have to put this, no, 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 that you've been justified, but then protect that by what? Keeping that breastplate of righteousness. And see, when he comes with that temptation, you take another one of the, the part of the armor we're going to talk about in a minute. You take that sword out. You take the shield of faith out. We're going to talk about that. And we use all these weapons. See, they work in harmony and in conjunction with one another. And if something happens to miss the shield of faith, boom, it bounces off. That breastplate of righteousness. And especially this breastplate is used when he becomes the accuser of the brethren. He will either accuse you or he will try to accuse your brothers and sisters to you. Breastplate of righteousness. I'm not going to listen to that junk. Isn't that right? Not only has God clothed me in His righteousness, He's clothed my brother and sister in His righteousness. Isn't that right? You know, I tell people all the time humorously, you know, you couldn't come up to me after the service and say, Pastor Norris, I'm telling you, I really love you. I mean, you're the best. I think you're the greatest. I love you. But you know, I just hate your wife. I, you think that's going to go over with me? <laughs> Are you listening? Or, you know, I just love you, Miss Cindy, boy, y'all are the greatest, you know. But, man, I'm telling you, I hate your kids. How's that going to go over? And it ain't going to go over with you, is it? See, but see, this is what the enemy tries to do. You know, you're okay, but it's, it's them other folks in passion that's the problem. <laughs> If we could just get them straightened out. I don't know about you, but just, you know, taking care of my own stuff is a full-time job. How about you? <laughs> you know. Amen. Our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Now, this is very important. Because the word in which we stand gives us firm footing as we wrestle against the forces of darkness. And if you've ever been a wrestler or seen wrestling, you know, one of the key things about being a, a victorious person, if you're wrestling an opponent, is all about leverage, isn't it? 
It's not always about who's the strongest. It's about leverage. You know, when you get, they get a certain hold. Or they use your, your, your own weight against you. It's all about leverage. And this is what our, the feet shod with the gospel is about. Because when I'm standing in truth, man, I got the leverage. Yeah. Remember what Jesus said? Whoever hears these words of mine and does them, it's going to be like a man standing on the rock. He said built his house on the rock, but we could use this illustration. You're standing on the rock. He said the wind, the waves come, but man, I got the leverage. But he also said the person who builds their house on the sand, or if you're standing on the sand, you know, you ever been out in the ocean? And the waves go back out, and you feel that sand being washed out from under your feet? See, when we, our, our feet are shod with the gospel, we know the gospel. Jesus came. Jesus died for my sins. He bore my sicknesses. He took my punishment. He's made me right with God. He's raised up. I'm seated with Him in the heavenly places. When I've got the gospel, man, bring it on. You can't throw me, devil. Life can't throw me. I've got, I've got my leverage under me. I've got, got my stance right. I'm on the rock. Amen. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I've been knocked down, but you know what? I'm always able to get back up. I just... Remember those... <clears throat> I don't know if they still make them... When I was growing up, they used to have, uh, in those days, it was a clown, usually. <clears throat> you know, you blow it up and it was rounded on the bottom. You hit that thing and he'd go all the way down, but you know what? <laughs> Remember those things? <laughs> Man, that's me. I'm the... Next round. Hallelujah. Ready to go. Ready to roll. Isn't that right? <clears throat> this is what we are talking about, the weapons of our warfare. Now, you think about it. We had not even got through them all. The loin, our loins girt about with truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. I mean, just with those three right now, boy, we're in good shape. We ain't even got through it yet. This is why he says you can be strong when you have on the armor of God. You won't be deceived. You can't be overcome. You've got good footing. You might get knocked down, but... <laughs> Devil, I'm back. Wait a minute. Don't leave the ring yet. We ain't finished. <laughs> and then he talks about the shield of faith. Now, shield of faith, this is a large shield, a covering, which protects you against the arrows and the spears of Satan. The accusations, the lies, all of those things, either against you or against someone else. See, if Satan can undermine our faith, then he's going to render us ineffective. Isn't that right? How are you going to win? Because what? <clears throat> all the armor works by faith. It all works by faith. In other words, you've got to believe what God says about each piece of armor 
Find out how that piece of armor is put on by the renewing of your mind, and then you stand believing if you use God's armor, it is effective against all of the strategies of the enemy. Now remember, we said in warfare, one of the biggest elements that Satan uses is he causes us to look elsewhere for the source of the problem. You know, it's started in the garden, didn't it? God called him to reckoning. Adam passed the buck to Eve. Eve passed the buck to the, to, to the serpent. The serpent looked around. There was nobody to pass the buck to. <laughs> uh, that's human nature. We want to look at, well, it's this and it's that. It's the economy. It's, 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 it's uh, you know, who's in office at this time and who's not in office at that time. And it's this and it's that and all these things. And he gets us all worked up about that. Meanwhile, he's got a free hand just working in our, against us. We need to recognize who the enemy is. And then we put up our shield of faith. He comes in and says, you know, it's not going to work for you this time. I raise up the shield of faith. God doesn't really love you. I raise up the shield of faith. Nobody at passion loves you. I raise up the shield of faith. Now see, if you drop the shield of faith, that dark gets in here. Next thing you know, you're going to be thinking and saying, nobody loves me. Nobody loves me. Nobody's had it as hard as I have. You might be surprised. The person sitting next to you, you know, might have had it a lot harder than you have. The devil is a liar. And if we don't hold up the shield of faith, those darts will get through. <clears throat> Romans 5.2. Let me read a scripture over there. It says, through whom, speaking of Jesus, verse 2, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. How did we gain access to all of the riches of God's grace in Christ Jesus? By faith. By faith. It all works by faith. And as soon as... As you doubt, just like Peter, you're going down. And this is what he wants you to do. Raise up that shield of faith and don't let those thoughts of doubt remain. Get that shield up there. Get that thing up. Get back your loins girt with truth. What did God say about that? Did God say I'm going under? Does the Bible say that this sickness is bigger than God? We got to get it, you know, we got to get our priorities straight, don't we? Church. Who's in charge and who's not? Who's bigger than whom? Who can do what? Who is doing what? Amen. God gave you a program. There's God, there's man, and there's a the devil. That's it. There's not, that's all the players there are. It's not that complicated, is it? He tells you what he's like and what he has done and what he will do. He tells us what the devil's like and what he does. And he also tells us who you are now that you're a child of God, what you've been given and what you can do. 
See, you just, you know, all you got to do is, you know, it's just three parts. <laughs> Kept it simple just for me. Amen. Helmet of salvation. <clears throat> this root word salvation comes from the word sozo, Greek word sozo, S-O-Z-O. And it just means the complete realm of our existence has been covered by what Jesus did. This life and the life to come, eternity now and the eternity to come, it's all encompassed in what Jesus did. It is done. It is done. It is finished, he said this morning. It's finished. If it's finished, it's finished. Isn't that right? If I told you, you know, I was adding an addition onto my house, and you asked me, how's it coming? I said, it's finished. We're living in it now. <laughs> See, it's finished. Live in it. Just enjoy it. It's not going to break. Your salvation won't break. <laughs> It'll hold. It's strong. Strong in God. Isn't that right? So he says this. We need to have an absolute certainty. Of the complete and utter work of God's grace and redeeming you from the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Look in Colossians 1. I mean, get this settled, church. Amen. Stop being moved by every wind that blows your way. When it blows contrary, well, I guess Jesus didn't do it. When everything's right, well, I guess Jesus did do it. Well, he either did it or he didn't do it. He can't be both ways. You settle it. See, so that goes back to what? Firm footing. It's settled. That wind comes along, hits me a little bit. I'm sorry, it's settled. Notice what he says here in Colossians 1. 13. For he, speaking of God, through Christ Jesus, he has rescued us. Who rescued you? You're rescuing yourself. As soon as you get good enough, get it all together, get your ducks in a row. He has rescued us from the dominion, that means the rule, authority of darkness. So, number one, he's rescued us from that dominion. So, Satan has no rights over you. Listen to me, church. Don't tune me out because you've heard this before, because you need to know this. You need to remember this. You've got to get it settled down deep, 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 deep. He's rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. So He's rescued us from the devil in His kingdom and He has brought us and put us into the kingdom of His Son. Settled. The helmet of the, the, the helmet of salvation, what it's settled. I'm not rethinking this. I haven't got to figure it out. All I gotta do is believe this. This is how it is. Yeah, but you don't know how I feel. What? You know, I've been up on the mountaintop at 16 plus thousand feet. I've been down below sea level. I've been in the desert. I've been in the rainforest. I've been where it's cold. I've been in the snow. You know, but all, every place I was, I was me. 
You know, here's the thing. God is the same. That's a poor example. But God's the same. Doesn't matter. You're certain. Doesn't matter where you're at. He's the same. It's the same. You're still saved. Don't matter how you feel. <laughs> I'm hot today. I'm cold tomorrow. It don't matter. Turn the air conditioner down if you're hot. You know, you get over it. Get under the fan. God's the same. Don't let those things move you. Sword of the Spirit. This is our main offensive weapon. Amen? Absolutely. Look over here. Hebrews 4. Even though you know it, it would be good for you to hear it again. Turn over there and look at it. Now, I've, I've been in uh, people's houses, you know, uh, thinking of a, a friend of mine who's also a minister of gospel, and he has a weapons collection. And you go in the office, and man, he's got all kind of different weapons. But he's got, he's got one or two swords in there, too, and they're mounted up on the wall. You know, they're just for display. See, many Christians, we have a sword, been given a sword, but it's only, we're only using it for display. It's on the coffee table. It's on the side table. It's over here. It's over there. We want to make sure everybody can see our sword. Look at that. Hey, man, I, got, I got my name on my sword. My sword's got gilded edges. <laughs> A sword's only good, what, if we use it. Notice what he says here about the sword you've been given. For the Word of God is living and active. Boy, you better get this. It's living and active. The Word you put inside your heart and in your mind, it is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Whew. It penetrates, glory to God, even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, and nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of whom we must give an account. So we've been giving what the sword of the Spirit, but we've got to, what, get it off the wall, off the coffee place, off the place where we have, have you know, put it up as a showcase, and we've got to begin to use it. And how do we do it? We put the Word in our mouth, in our heart, and out of our mouth. You got to say something. You ever notice sometimes how the enemy wants you to get gets you to shut up? Remember blind Bartimaeus? Jesus was coming along and he heard that Jesus was coming and he spoke up and said, Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me. And everybody's like, Shut up, man, shut up. You ever notice how tradition when we come to church, let's be quiet. Shh, God's here. <laughs> like God's nervous or something. <laughs> but when they said to him, thank God, he had, uh, he had more sense than all the theologians and rabbis of his day, didn't he? <laughs> it says he just got louder. And I'm telling you what, that's good advice when the enemy and circumstance want to tell you to shut up and be quiet, you better be quiet. That's a time to just take it up a notch. Yes, God did say. 
And I found out sometimes I have to get loud just for my own sake. To drown out all those things the enemy's trying to tell me. It's not going to work. You're not going to make it this time. You're going under. Oh, man, you're never going to have it. Man, that's when I get loud. I just get in a shout match. You know, and I found out this. You get to shouting God's Word now, not just some religious stuff. But God's Word, I'm telling you what, you, you'll shout Him down every time. Because the Bible says when you resist the devil, and I'm telling you, that's sort of the spirit. You start poking Him with that thing all the time, man. Here goes somebody else's house. That's just got it up on the wall, you know. Psalm 149 says that, talks about the warriors of God. He says that, that they will have a praise in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Ooh, that's, that's some good stuff for running the devil off. You praise God on the one hand, you poke him with the other. One. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Take that, devil. I'm more than a conqueror because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Take that, devil. And then finally, he said, praying with all manner of prayer. Or a more correct translation would be praying with all prayers as the Holy Spirit leads you. you know, there's all kind of different prayers. I don't have time to get into that now because I've got to close. But the Holy Spirit will lead us, if we will listen, the Holy Spirit will lead us into what, how we should pray. Are you listening? We can pray in the Spirit. We can pray the prayer of faith. We can pray the prayer of agreement. We can pray the prayer of commitment where we cast all our cares over the Lord. A lot of different prayers. You know, and each situation may take a different kind of prayer. All we got to do is listen to the Holy Spirit and He'll show us what we need to do. But prayer is kind of like a, a, a spear or a lance, you know. It extends your reach. See, a sword is kind of hand-to-hand. But you get that, that spear, that lance out that they had, and all of a sudden before you get up here on me, you're going to run into something. And see, when we listen to the Holy Spirit and we pray, we're, we're extending God's armor, we're extending God's weaponry above us, above, uh, beyond us. See, we think we're so clever because we've got smart bombs. God had them way before we ever invented them. It's called prayer. Amen. I can, I can, man, I can set up a, a prayer bomb for the enemy right over here. I can set one up over here. I can set one up over here to go off and release my family member. I can set one off over here to bring salvation to this family member. Set one off over here, bring healing to them. Come on. Let me give you some action points. I gotta I gotta wind this thing down. <clears throat> Assess the areas where you've been susceptible to Satan's attack. The first thing is we gotta be real honest with ourselves, don't we? Now, I, I, I don't know, probably your experience is similar, but, you know, when I got, when I got saved uh, 41 years ago, next month, there were some things, I mean, they just left. They didn't bother me, didn't tempt me, I, you know, I, did, I never even gave them a second thought. Other things, not so much. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And the enemy, you know, he bought, 
You know, and, and, and even as we grow, there's certain areas. Maybe, 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 it, maybe it might be, you know, worry or, or, or fear. Or something. You know, the, he talks over there in Hebrews 12. He said, we've got to lay aside the, the sins and the weights that so easily beset us. And they do. It doesn't mean you're not spiritual. It just means you're not perfect. <laughs> so sets those areas where the enemy, he, he's, those darts are kind of slipping in. Maybe, maybe before you know it, you, you, you know, maybe you, you, you have a tendency to want to be critical toward other people or judgmental. I don't know, whatever it might be, or fear or doubt or something like that. You know, but be honest with yourself. You don't have to tell everybody else. Just be honest with yourself before God. So okay, I'm going to assess that. Then purposely put on God's armor by faith. And, you know, as you discover each piece from the Word of God. And, you know, and that would be the first area I would look at. You know, I, if, if I was dealing with guilt and condemnation and all that, I'd be thinking about the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness would be the first thing I'd be thinking about. Man, I need to shore that up. I mean, to make sure I got those pieces in good shape. You know, maybe I'm. I, I, maybe I've been like you know where I've, you know I've had this you know the sword on display. I need to get it out and start you know using it more. I need to speak God's word more. God will show you. Amen. But purpose, do it on purpose. If you don't do it on purpose, it won't happen. If you wait till you feel like it, you'll be in heaven. Then you won't need the armor because there's no enemies up there. Then. Lastly, practice using the, the various pieces of God's armor in your day-to-day -day wrestling without discouragement, disappointments, fear, whatever it might be. Use it on purpose. You know, when, when, when that thought hits you, that's, the next thought ought to be, wait a minute here. That's a, that, that doubt, doubt is never from God. Fear is never from God. Unbelief is never from God. Are you listening to me? That's never from God. When those thoughts, that's when I said, wait a minute here. I'm going to get my helmet of salvation, make sure it's on here. I'm going to raise up the, the shield of faith, and I'm going to get the sword of the Spirit. I'm going to get it going here, and I'm going to run the, those thoughts and the devil behind them right now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Are you listening? Amen. You know, I, I, uh, all this rain we've been getting, you know, I, I walk out in my yard after all this rain, and you know, and here and there, not many, but if you here and there, there's a weed or two. You know, they're the easiest thing in the world to pull up. That's good. Pull them right up. You know, they're only about this big. Just pull them right up. But you let that thing get as big as an oak tree. <laughs> You're going to need some special equipment, <laughs> aren't you? Do it today while it's today. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.